Welcome to Mormon Book Reviews, where an evangelical encounters the restoration. And as you can tell, folks, this is a very, very special Halloween episode of Mormon Book Reviews. And just in case, yes, I think we all know the Mormon connection, Napoleon Dynamite, the whole thing. And just so you know, Jared Hess, my buddy, you promised me, creator of Napoleon Night, that you're going to come on my program. I hope this attracts your attention. So, uh, Jared, let's get together soon, and uh, we'll do our uh, conversation about Mormonism. I'm looking forward to that. Before we get started with our interview, uh, I, I just want to do a little housekeeping. First of all, the deadline for the book this month's book giveaway, the North American model for the Book of Mormon from Jerusalem to Camorra, for my friend William Midgley, um, he gave me a second copy so to be given away. So just make sure that you, uh, to enter the book drawing, you just put your uh, mormonbookreviews at gmail.com, put in the subject heading, book contest, and giving your name and address. This is only for U.S. residents only. Okay, this is a special Halloween episode. Why am I having Derek Hutchins on? Because he wrote a book called The Resurrection Box, and we're going to talk about that. But before we do that, uh, Derek, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> so uh, you're dressed as a pirate? Yes, I am. Any pirate in particular? Or just generic <laughs> pirate? Okay, so generic yes. pirate. Okay, all right, very good. So, um, I wrote this book. Now, this book just came out on October 21st, 2022, and you it's called The Resurrection Box, A Tale of Mormon Horror. Now, I want to read the first paragraph in the description here because I've read this to a few people and they said, I want to get that book. And it <laughs> goes like this. After the polygamous wife of a local miner loses her only child in a freak accident, she quickly spirals into despair. She is saved by a vision, which she believes is meant to send her on a quest into the mountains near her Mormon settlement to find a magic coffin which has the power to bring her son back to life. That's quite a hook, dude. Uh, and it's the subtitled, A Tale of Mormon Horror. You are a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and you intended this uh, this book to be for a, a, a faithful LDS audience. Is that correct? That is the primary demographic. That's correct. Yeah, it is written. Um, I do like kind of go into a little bit of history, just so anyone, if anyone else is interested and they pick it up, they can have an understanding of, you know, the idea of the church and the history of it and understand the story but yeah primarily i'm a believing member of the church and it's and it's geared towards that audience and uh is this the first horror novel that you've written um so i wrote this under a pen name declan hyde because i think this is a yeah for marketing purposes this is this is geared towards a different audience um but i do write under my my real name Derek hutchins i've written a few other novels and short stories and stuff like that oh that's really cool yeah. and uh, are you kind of following like stephen king when he wrote under a pseudonym a little bit too <laughs> a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> that's great well before we talk about the book i thought what we could talk about is just kind of like your influences uh yeah. you're somebody who uh, enjoys the hot horror genre um, you like to watch movies and read books. Tell me some of your influences uh, in this in this realm. Yeah, well, for this one specifically, um, it's obviously influenced by you know Mormon history. Um, Porter Rockwell, there's a character that's directly inspired by Porter Rockwell in the book. Um, uh, there is, uh, it's inspired by aspects of LDS folklore. Um, for those who are familiar with the, the Bigfoot as Cain myth, they, they'll be pleasantly surprised when reading this, I think. And then uh, we mentioned Stephen King, you know, he's a big influence for me, the supernatural horror um, aspects of it. There, there's monsters in here. So th there's lots of influences kind of being mixed in here. And uh, it, it's, it's my mom read the book and she said <laughs> that she, she enjoyed it. Uh, she thought it was well-written. 
And she thought the ending was a little abrupt, but she figured that was the, that was probably intentional. But I, yeah. if, if, one, if anything, she probably just wanted more, which is a sign of a good book that, hey, I want to yeah. read more about these characters and everything like that. Um, and do you, you know, I, I've talked to other uh, uh, pro uh, producers who like the horror genre, like Spanky Ward. I had him on last year. He's done, he's d dabbled with that. And, um, and, you know, it's so fascinating to me because, you know, a lot of people don't realize, now this is a Halloween special and some people think Halloween is this satanic holiday and all that kind of stuff. And I acknowledge that I have a neighbor that feels that way. But um, I also want to talk about the important role that Christianity has played on the on the horror genre. And we can circle back and we can talk a little bit more about your book as well. But I want to just talk about overall the idea, like, for instance, um, the, one of the scariest movies of all time, The Exorcist was made by devout believing Catholics. Um, and if we also want to look at the imagery that is used in Stephen King novels, it's full of Christian imagery. Why don't we just talk about maybe some of the Christian influences on the horror genre overall? Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. So this is something I've thought about a lot as a horror fan and as a, as a Christian, um, the relationship in, between horror and Christianity. Um, a lot of Christians tend to shun horror, as you mentioned, um, and, and even at times those who like it. And I feel like a lot of horror fans may not feel welcome in Christianity because of that. Uh, but in my opinion, the two are intricately connected. Um, the most epic dichotomy is between God and the devil, right? And you mentioned the exorcist, which is, you know, these two facing off. You can't have, I mean, Christianity is built around this idea that there is an opposition. There is, you know, a darker side, you know, God and Jesus Christ represent the light. And then there's the devil, which represents the darkness. And they're always at odds. And we're kind of caught in the middle in this world here. So yeah, the battle of good, classic battle of good and evil, which is so yeah. often really the, the at the core of most horror movies and books. Yep. Yeah. And there's a whole nowadays there's a resurgence of uh, Catholic horror. You know, we got the exorcist, we got a bunch of exorcism movies, mm -hmm. um, the nun, the, the conjuring universe is kind of built off those ideas. Um so I just wanted to throw my hat in the ring and, and do some Mormon horror, you know, get some different perspectives in there. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because, of course, Mormonism brings its own kind of ideas and theology to the table. Um, yeah. Can you maybe talk about some some Mormon ideas that might have made their way into the book or perspectives and, and, and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, so this is this is very much it takes place um, in 1860s in Utah, which is right after the pioneers moved out west, um, which is it's the, the high point of polygamy in the church. That's when I was trying to think of an idea to write about um, this, this Mormon horror idea. I thought about what kind of character I wanted to write about. And I thought, you know, wouldn't it be interesting if I wrote about a polygamous wife? I feel like that's something we don't see a lot, especially within the horror genre. Um, so I, I thought it'd be a fun challenge to write this character and um, try to make the audience sympathize with them and care about them. Um, so that that's one of the that's one of the main um, Mormon aspects to it. But there are also um, other ideas. Um, there, there's a they're kind of being hunted by. Um, a group of people who are antagonistic towards the church, which is something that, I mean, every Christian religion has their own antagonists, um, but that's something that's unique to Mormonism to the extent that people were, you know, there was an extermination order and that kind of thing. Um, and then I, I also wanted to incorporate aspects of LDS folklore. So I mentioned the, the, the Canaan Bigfoot 
um, story, which I incorporate in here. That is really cool to hear. Yeah. That's so awesome. The cane is Bigfoot. That's one of my favorite yeah. Mormon folklore stories, man. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. So are, so are you saying that Bigfoot makes an appearance in your book? He makes an appearance. I'm not going to say he's the driving point of the story, but he's in there. Yeah. That is so cool. Awesome. Yeah. And then um, what, let me ask you, what, uh, what made, what was your inspiration? Like, what made you decide to write this book? Like, what, how did the uh, idea first germinate in your head about this story? When did, then this, when did the story start appearing in your mind? Yeah. Well, I've always been interested in horror and I'm, I've always been interested in writing. So when I really started writing more horror and this is something that was always in the back of my mind is how can I incorporate my faith into my writing in a way that's not too preachy um and uh, I I was getting more involved in the indie horror community online on Twitter and I saw a post for a um open call for an anthology where you could submit short stories to it and the topic was religious horror and I thought okay this is my chance to submit and write an authentic Mormon horror story and, and kind of represent my faith in that way. So I started thinking of ideas. And one idea I had that was top of the list was an idea about a, a coffin that could bring the dead back to life. And I thought, well, there's definitely some parallels there with um, Christianity, you know, the ideas of resurrection and that kind of thing. And, you know, it, it would be a Western. I had this image of an old Western kind of coffin and um, started thinking, you know, how can I, how can I, write this and so I kind of started there and it sounds like maybe a little bit of Stephen King's Pet Cemetery uh influence there too oh yeah definitely that's that's my favorite Stephen King book so oh okay and you know as a matter of fact I think I remember reading that that I think it's Pet Cemetery that Stephen King almost didn't publish the book because he thought it was just too scary yeah it's definitely yeah his he calls it his darkest his darkest book so yeah yeah, I'll tell you that, that that movie gave me the creeps in high school, man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and that's uh, that is so interesting because you know I so often think that when I read, I, I the only actually let me give you a little story. Uh, I don't really read a whole lot of fiction. I'm pretty much a mm -hmm. nonfiction guy, um, yeah. but I did read a novel in, when I was about 16 years old called It, and uh, <laughs> I have to tell you, I could not put the book down. Yeah. And afterwards, I thought, I don't think I could ever read this, this, this Stephen King book again. That thing yeah. freaked me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's good at what he does. You know, he he's sure is. Losing. <laughs> so let me ask you, what are some of your favorite horror books and horror movies? Oof. <laughs> we could talk about this all day, but horror books. Uh, my favorite horror book is called Hell House by Richard Matheson. Um, people may be more familiar with his um, I Am Legend. He's the guy who wrote I Am Legend. Um, but Hill House is, is, or Hell House is my favorite that he wrote. And it's about a, a group of paranormal investigators that go investigate this haunted house, um, which is kind of a typical setup for, you know, haunted house story. But the difference here is that it's, it's pitched as the Everest of haunted houses. And so like, people who go in there like literally die. Um, so they're they're fighting for their lives in this haunted house. And it, it's like the best haunted house book I've ever read. So I highly recommend that. Um, movies, I actually went to film school. So I'm a big movie buff. Um, I probably know more horror movies than I do books. Um, but one of my favorite horror movies, it's called It Follows. Um, I'm also, I'm a big fan of, what Mike Flanagan is doing, he did the uh, the Haunting at Hill House series on Netflix. Um, 
It's probably one of the most notable things he's done. Um, M. Night Shyamalan, he, he, he incorporates a lot of aspects of faith in his work. Um, Signs is a, is a good example mm -hmm. of that. Signs is a very Christian movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, those are a few, a few to get us started here. Well, that's cool. Yeah, and that's really cool because, you know, Matheson wrote the I Am Legend, which was in, in that book, it was vampires. Yeah. But, but it's a type of resurrection, of course. But what's interesting is that that book would then lead to basically um, the creator of The Walking Dead, just to rip it off, uh, <laughs> not the creator of The Walking Dead, the Night of the Living Dead, to yeah. uh, to rip it off. He's even said, I was just doing I Am Legend, just, just you know, made them into zombies. And so that yeah. really helped launch the whole entire zombie genre, which yeah. to me as a kid, and I still feel that is the scariest genre. That's the only thing I have would have nightmares about. So I always was thinking about zombie apocalypses. And then when The Walking Dead came out, of course, yeah. uh, I was really into that program for a long time. Um, but again, this all comes back to this idea of almost like like there's this Western Christian idea of what horror is. It's so, there's something about Western horror that when I say Western, like Christian is Western, Western um, that makes it unique to other horror genres because it has this really strong, deep impact of blood, yeah. resurrection, um, trying to defeat death but also christianity is about the defeat of death but then it's almost like there's like this evil version of resurrection which is really what all christianity is about that is is a is a counterfeit and yeah. it just goes to show that if you try to play god then you're there's going to be disasters and yeah. and it, that seems to always be the the uh, the underlying theme of so many horror movies yeah frankenstein is, is that exact thing yeah but yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I was just thinking there's this, because there is horror that is, it definitely glorifies gore. And I can definitely see why people have problems with that. But mm -hmm. I think a lot of times when people think of horror, maybe from looking from the outside, they think horror is just that. But there's so much more to the horror genre. There's so much more, you know, subgenres and, and things to explore. And so that's just one small aspect of, of horror. Well, and that's true. And, you know, this is the other thing we, we talked about earlier uh, off camera was how so much of the imagery of the horror that we see that's really just like intensely like like we could talk about Hellraiser and just these horrifying yeah. just creatures and these ugly images. They really are taking their 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 uh, their influence directly from what the paintings of hell that were put in Catholic churches in Europe. I mean, if yeah. you want to look at horror, just look yeah. at the depictions of hell in the churches in, in Europe and the art that was used. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and and there's a lot of horror that's um, we if we look at slashers, you know, these are very staple parts of the horror genre. Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, stuff like that. They're they're built around this idea that if you do certain things, which society as a whole kind of frowns upon, you're going to get punished. Like. For example, you know, if you have sex in a horror movie, that's the classic trope. You're going to get right. punished for that. And that's a very Christian, moralistic yeah. idea. You, you commit any of the seven yeah. deadly sins in the slasher film in the 80s, yeah. you're dead. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, and, uh, you know, just one thing I, I want to talk a little bit about too, folks, is that, you know, there is uh, some of you, especially evangelical audience, is going to be familiar with Frank Peretti who wrote the best-selling series, This Present Darkness, which is, he is called the Stephen King of uh, Evangelical Christianity, sold millions of copies of his This Present Darkness series in the 90s. It's still a perpetual seller. Um, and that just is another example of um, 
just because it's part of it's something scary and it deals with the supernatural, you shouldn't necessarily um, be afraid of it. Uh, and also just the utility of horror movies can actually be um, helpful to people. Being scared and that adrenaline rush you get uh, can also be fun. Uh, it can be, it's part of growing up also too. You know, as kids, you're so afraid of things and horror movies are kind of one of those ways to kind of work out maybe your fear of death or or things like that, where, you know, and, and, and so they can be scary in the same way that a roller coaster ride can be scary, but they can also be part of the uh, growth process of you becoming an adult. Uh, does that make any sense to you? It makes sense to me. Yeah. And, and thank you for turning me on to, to Frank Peretti. I'm definitely gonna have to check him out, but yeah, exactly. That's um, death is a part of our world. Right. And that's something that some people may choose to try and ignore, but that's something that I am I'm working to accept and explore in my writing. And um, this idea that, you know, we're in this world to, to we're going to face darkness, you know, in our lives in, in some degree. Um, everyone has trials that they're going to have to pass through and overcome. And, and this idea that we all have to, to face these, these monsters, whatever form they take and, and try and overcome them, um, you know, working through, working through faith, um, you know, Christ overcame the, the greatest darkness of death, which is, is something that he's the only one, you know, who's ever done that. And that's, that's something that as Christians, we celebrate and uh, worship. And, and that's, um, you know, something that I hope, I hope comes across in this book and in, in my, my work. Well, interesting. And so like one of the more, more famous verses in the book of Mormon is called the opposition in all things, which yeah. is a kind of a unique Mormon idea. And that can just talk about the whole good evil dichotomy, um, which is which, which is kind of like what we'd said earlier is very important in in the horror genre, which makes it so unique. Is, is it, there's an acknowledgement from all these horror writers that there is the existence of evil, yeah. and that is that permeates the entire story. But there's also the existence of good, and there's so an opposition going on. This this cosmic divine cosmic battle that is represented in this genre. Absolutely. Um, there's a, so one of my favorite bands, uh, it's a little indie band from Long Island, but they're, they're called Brand New. And one of their albums is called The Devil and God is Raging Inside Me. And I love that title. And I love that idea that we're all kind of caught in the middle of this push and pull relationship. and. Obviously, as 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 Christians, we want to side with God, but there's always, you know, this struggle, and that's something that I think is really interesting to explore. Every every story is kind of about that, anyways, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you know, I want you to maybe talk a little bit about your background. Um, yeah. Just tell us a little bit about uh, about yourself, Derek. Yeah, um, I am. I was raised um, a member of the the LDS Church. I'm from New England. Um, originally currently living in Utah um, I am the oldest of 10 children <laughs> so classic Mormon family there um, but yeah I mean I I've always I had that classes classic millennial um, origin story I guess as far as being a horror writer goes where I, and I grew up in a, in a religious household so we weren't really exposed to it I would have to like sneak episodes of um 
the show called Are You Afraid of the Dark on, on Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. My parents were out of the room. <laughs> um, started reading the Goosebumps books. And I just, I don't know. It's something I've thought about a lot. And it's hard to explain, you know, why you like horror. But it's just, I've always found it so fascinating. I think part of it is the stakes. There's The stakes are just so high in horror. And that just keeps me interested and engaged. Um, you know, if, if the characters are, if death is on the line, it's just, you know, amped up to 11. Um, mm. Do you have any specific, I don't know, any specific questions you want to know about me or? Oh, well, just like, uh, um, your, where'd you serve your mission just off the top? Uh, yeah, I served in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Okay, okay. So you yeah. speak uh, Portuguese pretty good? I, I did. <laughs> Probably not as good as I used to, but yeah, I can I can hold a small conversation. <laughs> and you had mentioned you were lived in California for a while, but now you're relocated yeah. to Utah. Um, yeah. You had mentioned that you, are you still trying to pursue the film uh, aspect of your, uh, like doing script writing and all that kind of stuff? I am. Um, I haven't been writing as many scripts lately. I've been focusing more on this just you know, books and, and short stories and stuff like that. But I am actively trying to to make connections here in Utah. Um, that is still and a goal. I'm just curious, like what kind of, um, have you been getting any pushback? Like when you first told people, I'm writing this Mormon horror no novella, mm -hmm. did people kind of look at you like, mm, I don't know about that. What kind of pushback did you get? Um, I, I can't say that I've received active pushback from that idea because usually I'll follow that up with saying, but it's, but it's a faithful, um, you know, story. I'm, I'm my, my goal here is to tell a story about a faithful believing LDS person in, in the horror genre. And usually people are like, Oh, interesting. Um, we'll see, we'll see how, how interesting people think it really is, you know, as it, the story gets out there <laughs> if they really are interested in you know reading it or not this is kind of all an experiment um but yeah if, if people are interested in um in learning more about mormon and the relationship between mormonism and horror i'm not actually the first person to ever try it the there's a group called the association of mormon letters and they actually just did an article about um, kind of the history of Mormon horror. And it was kind of actually a response to, because I I did an interview with the Tribune about this novella okay. a few weeks ago, and um, it's kind of a response to that. Um, but if you go on their website, you should be able to, to you know, get some more ideas and names about people who have, who have maybe okay. written. Oh, and I did um, want to ask you just a, a famous, we got a horror genre on Mormonism. We got to talk about Twilight. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What, what, what do you have to say about that series? I never got into it, so I really don't know much about it. But yeah, I know that I, I've, I've watched the first one um, mm -hmm. with my wife. My wife's a big fan. The ladies really seem to, to love it for whatever reason. I know um, I'm a big Guillermo del Toro fan, and he's he's kind of bashed on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there are, um, there are definitely Mormon themes in there, the, the idea of chastity and the idea of, you know, this – you know, sexual temptation, eternal life. There's a lot of, definitely a lot of LDS themes in there. Um, but it's definitely kind of a softer version of the stuff that I like. So, mm, okay. Got it, got the it. romance. <laughs> so yeah. you're a big Toro fan. Um, uh, what's what's yeah. your favorite movie that he made? Um, it's, it's a, I mean, I, I think his best movie is Penn's Labyrinth. Um, but my favorite to go back and watch is called Crimson Peak, which came out just a few years ago. 
Okay, kind of like a gothic ghost story. Okay, yeah, I've been meaning to check out uh, Pan's Labyrinth. I've always been yeah. always thought that. Okay, and then um, so we talk about. Uh, I was going to ask you a question about another horror movie. Oh, uh, M Night Shyamalan. Uh, yeah. Signs was a really good movie. Uh, what what's your favorite M Night Shyamalan movie? I'm probably going to get some flack for this, but I really like The Village, <laughs> oh, which I know a lot of people have issues with. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well there was parts of it i really loved but i really feel yeah. like they, the ending was a disaster because they they revealed too much too soon that was mm -hmm. the big reveal happened too soon in the movie and then it took away all the tension you know that was my biggest criticism of it um it's yeah. that, that i felt like they revealed the real story when mm -hmm. the girl is still encountering this creature and we now right. know it's not and it's like yeah it took away uh, up, up until that point i was i was really into it you know yeah. i thought it was a cool um, and of course, the, I'm not Shyamalan has the reputation of being a very uneven <laughs> director. Yeah. He has since made a comeback and has come out with some pretty good films. Um, I liked, uh, you know, Sixth Sense, of course. That was that was a, yeah. I mean, going into it not knowing anything, man. That was that was just really an awesome film. And um, and so yeah, I just I just I I'm I'm not like a major horror person, mm -hmm. but I do engage it i do dabble with it i do kind of yeah. see what's out there and kind of try to stay connected to it As a matter of fact the very first rated r movie i ever saw and i was so that was cool so cool because i'm 14 years old and i'm hanging out with my older friends who are like <laughs> and we went to go see friday the 13th part four wow. <laughs> and i thought it was such a big of course i was freaking out what's that <laughs> You rebel. Yes, I know. It's such a rebel. I know. And that was my first rated R movie. I thought that was so cool. So that's my story yeah. about my horror encounters with horrors and horror movies. Um, I just want to ask you, uh, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about um, in this, in, in regard to horror movies, your book, anything else uh, you want to talk about your book about as well? Um, I don't think so, but I did want to just, just build off what you just said. There's a lot of people out there like you, Stephen, that horror fandom, I guess you could say, exists on the spectrum where there's there's hardcore horror fans and then there's people who will never read a horror book. And then there's people who are somewhere along that spectrum in the middle. My hope is that with this, um, because it is you know about a story about faith and it's a story, I tried to keep it as tame as I could. I mean, there is, it's probably sits at about a PG-13 rating if I had to rate it on the movie system, but I'm hoping that I can draw some of the people that maybe dabble in horror occasionally um, to read this because it is, it is different from, you know, kind of some of the stuff you mentioned that just kind of celebrates the gore and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. 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 And, and, and that kind of, not all genres are for everyone. Yeah. I always tell people, I don't, I don't judge people for the books and the movies and the TV shows they watch because it's a very subjective thing. Yeah. Um, I try not to. I mean, there are some really stuff I see on TV and like, I don't know how anybody could watch this and millions of people <laughs> are watching. I never in a million years watch it. So I guess I'm kind of critical mm -hmm. in that way. But generally speaking, I, I try to, you know, because I know a lot of Christians that are very judgmental, like, well, if you read Stephen King, oh, you're, you know, what kind of Christian are you? Or, you know, and it's almost like, um, well, there's a lot of, if you just actually open up the Bible and even the Book of Mormon, uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot of violence. Yes. Uh, there's, there's a lot of scary things that happen in these books as well. As a matter of fact, if we were to make a movie that literally depicted the events of the Old Testament, um, it would be considered a horror movie. It'd be rated R. Mm -hmm. But also we have the... Uh, the very famous movie made by Mel Gibson, um, uh, The Passion of the Christ. Yep. And that was, just so you know, folks, 
The Passion of the Christ for at least like 10, 15 years was the highest grossing rated R movie of all time. Yeah. And it doesn't get much more gory than that. And so it's 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 odd to me that you're gonna go after people for even the gore, really, when you think about it. Like how how much gorier does it get than the Passion of the Christ, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the sequel's coming. Yeah, and, I know. Yeah, and the uh the highest grossing horror movie to this day is the original Exorcist movie. So another Christian, another Christian film. Religion horror, yeah. <clears throat> So that's the key thing. So that's what this story was about. Now, I just also wanted to talk a little bit just historically. Now, some people say, oh, you know, why are you doing this Halloween? Well, I also want to acknowledge that October 31st is also Reformation Day, uh, which is an important day on the Christian calendar to acknowledge the uh, role that the Reformers played in um, basically uh, dismantling, um, helping dismantle an authoritarian church and uh, in giving us really ultimately uh the Western civilization, uh, democracy. Of course, the Catholics played a role in that too. I'm not going to poo-poo them because I love Catholics, but it actually helped reinvigorate Europe and uh, and also helped uh, in the formation of our Republic. So let's honor Reformation Day as well on Halloween. Um, you have any words yes. on that too, dude? I love it. No, exactly. I let's let's honor them. Let's celebrate them because they were they were men just trying to to follow God and follow their consciences and do what was right. So. They definitely deserve our respect and admiration. Absolutely. So, Derek, I it's so cool. I I did a Christmas special last year, a Thanksgiving special, and then we started thinking, let's do a Halloween special this year. I want to thank you so much for coming on today, dude. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun to talk about this. So I just want to remind all of you that I have links in the description so that you can purchase the Resurrection box, and uh, you can get it on Amazon. Also, I want to remind you that if you'd like to support the channel, uh, there will be links in the description to support the channel via PayPal as well as Patreon. And of course, don't forget the merch store, Mormon Book Reviews. And uh, we've got t-shirts and mugs and uh, got mouse pads, you name it. And uh, so if you want to support the channel by buying some of our merch, we would greatly appreciate that as well. And just remember, folks, the most important thing is all the voices of the restoration will be heard here on Mormon Book Reviews.